experience has taught us that we only have one enduring weapon in our struggle against mental illness, the emotional discovery and emotional acceptance of the truth in the individual and unique history of our childhood. Alice Miller Good evening everyone and welcome back to TAF International. I'm Maria Fernandez, Head of Public Relations and European Union Affairs, and I'm so happy to be here again with TAF Founder, President of TAF International, a Medica Diplomat to the African Union and Common Market of the South. How are you feeling today, TAF Founder? Hi, um, I'm feeling good. It's a good day. It's a great Friday. Um, working as best as we can and just taking each day as it comes is the best. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. And um, I like that about taking uh, things one step at a time and one day at a time. So today's topic is a very interesting one. And if you haven't guessed already by the opening quote, it's attachment styles. So Tap Founder, what do you know about this? Honestly, I don't know anything. And I know you told me about it maybe two weeks ago that it was going to happen now. But I think what I need to learn to do less is the whole research or go back to what I already know as opposed to starting to like guess like the audience. So I'm trying to be more like the audience where it's like, okay, I hear a random topic, anxiety or attachment styles. I think it could be um, how people might be prone to be to interact with each other or someone might be obsessive compulsive to a situation or to someone or someone might I don't know I'm not really sure I'm just I'm just freestyling as they say <laughs> freestyling no but you were on the uh, good road like um, yeah it's like some people are prone to this kind of relationships and these other people may be prone to this because because sometimes we think that we are um free to choose what kind of relationship we want to have and that's true to uh, some extent because your childhood determines so much about your future about your adult life the way that you're gonna um, um, go around with other people the way that you're gonna have uh, one type of relationship of another so it's I think it's really important to know these kind of attachment styles because if you are able to identify um, the relationships that you were grown up with and the relationships that you had around when you were a, a kid, it's kind of really interesting to see and to compare that to the relationships that you have right now or that you tend to have. Um, they don't really have to be romantic relationships. They can be friendships. Or even the relationship that you have with yourself is uh, very strongly structured in childhood. So childhood is the uh, most important time of a person's life because it's like as babies, we are made of clay. So our childhood um, changes us. And you may turn out to be... I don't know, a jar, or you may turn out to be a plate, you know, like the form, um, the uh, type of 
relationships and communication styles that you're going to use in your future are very much dependent on your childhood. So I think you were pretty summing up pretty well with that quote before. Yeah, it's really, I like that you said that babies are made of clay because, you know, we, we say clay can be molded or something is molded like clay, which means basically sometimes how you are raised can determine how you turn out and how you become. It's not always 100% the facts because nothing is ever 100% in any situation. But I really like that. You said babies actually, yes, they need to learn how to do things from walking to talking to feeding themselves. And each stage of life, as you mentioned, is a different stage that we can be molded into a plate or a cup. And I like that you said plates or cups because that's very simple, but it's also, it has a very... I think metaphoric hitting meaning to not that a plate is better than a cup because you need a cup and you need a plate at some point in your day to eat or to interact. But it's saying that we all become what we become based on how we are molded at times. And then what happens after that could also be up to the person itself because we have our own personalities at some point. We grew up into becoming our own adults. Yeah, exactly. Like not everything is decided in childhood. No, like uh not in the uh in the latest but um i like this quote that says something like a person is what they are and what they can be so you are what you are right now and what you could be like all of us have this uh potential inside of us and we are able to do amazing things if we set ourselves to do it but there are sometimes mental barriers that yeah. stop us so i think it's interesting to uh take that inner monologue and talk with ourselves and with our um there's this thing where they tell you that inside of uh, each one of us there is the uh, kid version of us like you as a kid so it's really important to uh get with uh, that kid and not forget that kid you know they, they think it's really in, important and i agree and um something related to that is attachment styles so um attachments are extremely important to babies as i was saying so they are um biological system systems that allows us to overcome the first phases of our lives basically which are extremely vulnerable um, so it's when our nervous systems mature and matures yeah and puts our future ability that's at stake so it's really uh it's a really important phase so in these first stages um when we we'll, it's when we learn uh to distinguish our own moods so when we learn to that we are feeling this or feeling that um with time obviously and with years um also um we learn to distinguish uh the moods of those around us so we develop empathy so it's also really important usually we develop empathy because some um uh psychotic disorders uh have this difficulty like the empathy connection you know um, also, we identify ourselves as something different from another person. So 
we uh, get away from that egocentrism as a really tiny baby when you think the moon is following you, like the world uh, is moving because of you. But with the years, as you grow older, you learn that you uh, you are not the center of the world, but you are also yeah. a person, a different person yeah. from your parents. So that's important. And we also developed um, this way of autonomical thinking, and we learn to protect and care for ourselves, which is really important in the future because that uh, uh, links with um, confidence the uh, feeling of self-worth and all self-esteem even. So these attachment styles have really much to do with the way that you think of yourself in the future at some point. So I think it's uh, really interesting. So how you attach to other adults strongly corresponds um, with how you attach to other as a child which is really interesting. That's what I was saying, that it doesn't have to be romantic relationships. Even relationships within your work environment have very much to do with the way that you um, uh, moved around people as a, as a child, as a kid. How people treated you, how your parents treated you, if, ha if you had like physical parents that took care of you, you know? Mm. So, for example, usually when you watch a movie, Or when you watch a documentary about someone that as an adult turned out to be a criminal, uh, most of the times those people ten tended to have uh, ruined childhoods. They had wrecked homes and they didn't have uh, healthy attachment styles to their parents because um, most of the time they were doing drugs or they were mistreating their kids. So they Uh, grow up to be this um, and unsteady and like mentally unhealthy people because that's what they learned. They grew up with the tools that they were given. So they did the best they could at some point. Obviously not every one, but you get my point, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I never thought that this um, attachment styles, I had a very surface understanding of what It could be, and more or less, I think I got the basics, but I had no idea it was so, there was so much more depth to it because you mentioning that we all have a kid version because yes, we were kids, we were babies and we were kids and then adolescents, then young adults and then adults because you said you don't forget who you are because then that's where our memory comes. And you mentioned about maturity of the nervous system during attachment styles is when you're a kid, your nervous system is growing. Babies, they're, they're the bone of their head starts forming together. That's why many people say don't touch the head of a baby because its skull is still open, and which means that it's, um, and don't drop babies, don't expose babies to harsh environments because their skull is still open because at that point, their brain is still developing. Actually, your brain keeps on developing until you turn between, I think it's 21 to 25. That's when your cranial brain, like the bone of your head, finally really fuses together and is like solid. But even at the age of 16, you might, that's why when you hit your head, it hurts sometimes more than anything else, because that dizziness is your brain being protected by something. But 
as your brain grows, you get older, your brain grows bigger, not much bigger because you're just growing as fast as your brain, but it needs your skull, the skull of your skeleton, of your head has to stay open as you develop and you grow in age, especially during puberty, because no one really knows how your no one can tell you how big your brain is going to be in your brain. The size of your brain is not about how smart you are or not. But that's why your skull stays open is because your brain is growing to a certain point. But we are reached the point where we don't grow taller anymore or we don't really we can't learn anymore as easily because that's just the situation of life. So I really like that um, uh, saying and how you mentioned that and just uh, the distinguishing of moods and also the phases of life. Like I really like that say mentioning that our attachment styles also go together with the phases of our lives because you have good days, bad days, hard days, difficult days, challenging days, great days, amazing days. And yeah, as you know, I'm, I work a lot. We all work a lot. And sometimes you're very stressed and you question, why is this being put on me? Or why is this happening to me? Or I try my best to be as good as I can or to be as godly as I can. But why do challenges come to me? And I've learned from my mother and a few people that Sometimes it just happens because it's meant to happen. And it's not because life or God or whatever you believe in is trying to punish you. But I think I'm starting to learn to see the silver lining in the sense of just, as I said, like taking it day by day and realizing it's just meant to happen because it's supposed to teach me something positive. But if at times as I would maybe take it as a negative that I, I tried, but then it went wrong then maybe I'm supposed to try something else. But yeah, sorry, back to attachment styles. <laughs> I really like what you said, though, like the silver lining, the everything happens for a reason. I, th I, I strongly believe in that. We, maybe we can talk about fate or destiny or any kind of stuff in another episode because I, I think it's really interesting and I strongly be believe that. So, um, but yeah, attachment styles. Um <laughs> It's really interesting because we tend to think that uh, an event in our lives is isolated, but we are evolving creatures. So what happened to you at 14 or at five years old is still in you when you are 50. And you tend to forget that, but believe me, you don't forget that. You, maybe... Um, it's not the situation itself that's important. It's the uh, learning you get from it. Maybe you learn that, oh, I shouldn't speak out so much. Oh, I shouldn't stand out that much. You know, this kind of uh, interferences that we learn we, we have a traumatic event because traumas are not just a car accident, someone dying or nearly dying. No, Trauma can be bullying, for example. Trauma can be yeah. having a parent that mistreats you, whatever. You know, trauma can be anything that's damaging to someone. So it's not as uh, black and white uh, as we think it is, you know, trauma. So yeah. we tend to forget that we are evolving creature and creatures and that we are... Um, fragile in some state we need to take care of ourselves and we need to to think about what affects us um so um well for example uh coming back to attachment styles adults with uh these attachment styles because there are four attachment styles 
uh, differ in a number of significant ways, which are how they perceive and deal with closeness and emotional intimacy, which is really important, um, ability to communicate their emotions and needs, and listen to and understand the emotions and needs of their partners or partners or friends or co-workers, you know, um, modes of responding to conflict, which is also really important because we tend to um, either react or respond. And we should respond to someone or to something, but not react because we are, we are not something that reacts we we are rational so we should respond but we take we let we let our emotions take control over us and our attachment styles and our traumas you say react to something and not respond so that's why we are so used to people just uh in an episode just being so angry like oh it's normal that he uh, said that or that she snapped maybe that's not normal maybe they just had enough and they let their emotions control them because they didn't do that either, like before, you know? So it's really important. Yeah. And also expe expectations about their partner, what do I keep saying partner? Partner and, rela and the relationship, <laughs> uh, which are like internal working models. And this is really interesting uh, because of something else that we are going to, Uh, be speaking about when we go through the different types and um, and yeah so we're gonna go with the first type which is the most healthy one and it's called secure attachment style you'd say like um, so this one is low on avoidance and also low on anxiety Uh, it does not, does not mean that this person doesn't have anxiety, but the relationship doesn't really generate anxiety. You know, like they're secure, they're uh, loved, they feel safe in that relationship. So they, have, they are comfortable with intimacy and also not worried about rejection or preoccupied with the relationship itself. So um, securely attached adults tend to be more satisfied in their relationships. They are like um, like children with a secure attachment see their parent as a secure base from which they can venture out and independently explore, explore the world. They see their mom or dad as something uh, solid or something secure that they will not go away someone they can trust someone they can rely on you know um, and truly as a, as a kid so a secure adult has a similar relationship with their romantic partner for example uh, so they feel secure and connected while um, allowing themselves and their significant want to move free so they know they are their own person because they developed that as a kid They gave them space to become their own person. So they respect their partner in this case, for example. So they like allow them to move freely also to be their own person, which is the healthy thing to do anytime. I have yeah. a question. 
Sorry, I just wanted to like, because I'm I'm learning a lot as I'm listening, like a lot actually. And I'm just wondering if like attachment styles are connected to like emotional, maybe like mental emotional disorders, like like I said, OCD before, and maybe there's narcissism and self-doubt and all of these. Are these considered a type of attachment style? Because that's just the connection I'm making. It's like more of an emotional um, perception of yourself and how you emotionally connect and perceive others. Exactly. That's what I wanted to talk about when we went through these ones. That So I'm so glad that you noticed that because isn't it amazing that when you uh, learn about this stuff and you look back, back into your childhood, then you start to notice tiny things, to notice patterns. Maybe your mom tend to, I don't know, leave you alone at, at home quite a lot and you hadn't paid attention to that but maybe now you're afraid that your significant other will leave for no reason and you don't know why because you are afraid that they will leave as your father or mother or whatever did you know so it's really really wow, interesting, interesting. Yeah. and yeah this had this kind of have well this has um um like a projection in the future so um this is the, the healthiest style so everything goes well in the relationship area in this style because life you know can be can go sideways but um so everything's fine here but with other attachment styles not so much so you, that makes you develop um maybe shyness you'd say or maybe even hate yourself at some point maybe think that the fact that your parents didn't pay that much attention to you is your fault. So you put that on you so you don't have a self-respect or the image that you have of yourself is very low. So you may develop, I don't know, depression, um, EDs, like eating disorders or OCDs, you know, whatever. It's really complex, but it's a really um, important role in that when you look back that this is why psychologists ask their patients hey um, how was your childhood how was your relationship with your father with your mother with your brother your sister this is why because oh, okay that's so interesting isn't it I didn't I actually didn't yeah I was just like attachment styles seemed so vague and so obvious but then I'm realizing attachment styles might be the big picture when it comes to all mental health like illnesses like anxiety and depression and um, everything mm -hmm. else that we've talked about and so many other eating disorders. They can all actually all start from how your attachment styles exactly. began exactly. in life. Um, like an anecdote, once I did this uh, curse uh, with uh, other people and we went on a weekend it was a life-changing experience but the thing is that um, I, I was the youngest one there I was uh, 21 years old like it was like last year it wasn't that much <laughs> far away so you know um, but uh, everybody else was like in their 40s and up so I was really young uh, compared to that so um, we were doing these exercises when they uh, helped us think about these kind of things and there was this exercise when uh, they wanted to us to pretend that that family member 
that made something so relevant. I don't I don't mean bad. I mean relevant. It can be good. It can be good for them, but for you it was traumatizing. You know, so they did something relevant to you, and you never said anything because they were your superior, uh, quote unquote. You know, so this gives you the opportunity to uh, tell them. Uh, so do you imagine it's it's an um an exercise a psychological exercise called the empty chair. So do you imagine that that person that you want to talk to, that you are not really able to have a conversation with, and they may be dead or alive or whatever. Do you imagine that they are sitting on a chair in front of you, so to just talk to them? And I swear, I saw um men, and you know how hard it is for men to cry. Unfortunately, men in their fifties, uh, forties, crying their eyes out because of something so apparently tiny. Their grandma had said to them when they were six. I swear to God that I saw a man crying his eyes out because his grandma had told him over the table with his family that he was being too loud, and that he realized that weekend that that thing that his grandma told him over and over made him want uh, to be quiet all the time and to pass on opportunities and to see trains passing by in front of him because he was afraid to speak out because he was told he was being too loud as a kid. This is called anti-chair? No, the um, empty chair. chair. Empty. Oh, empty chair. Empty chair. Okay, empty chair. Wow, okay. I'm definitely going to research this. I've never heard of this. This It's is a, very interesting. It's a really okay. powerful tool. Like, imagine you had in front of yourself the person that you want to speak to the most. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you've always felt like your mom mistreated you. Like, I don't know, psychologically. But obviously, it's so hard for you to tell her that. Maybe she's dead. I don't know. So, you imagine that she's in front of you. And I know it sounds silly. Sounds like it's not gonna work, but believe me, it's so hard. Like it's one of the most hard things that I've done and that I've witnessed. So I encourage everyone to try it because it's really powerful. It really uh lifts um weight off your shoulders, uh, so to speak. So so yeah, <laughs> so also about secure adults. Um. They offer support when their partner feels distressed. They also go to their partner for comfort when they themselves feel trouble. So they know that when they need help, they know how to ask for help. You know, they are not, they don't feel like they are bothering people for asking for help because they didn't learn it that way as a kid. So their relationship tends to be honest, open, equal, Um, both people feel independent, but um, yet loving toward each other. So it's really healthy. So here, as a parent, you uh, f uh, to create a secure uh, attachment style for your kid, you take care of, of the baby voluntarily. And also you don't overprotect them. So they learn that they are safe, even in separation. Even when they are away from you, they know that they are safe. Because if, if you as a parent are 
obviously and all the time. Maybe you don't let your kid go out the door to play with the other kids because you're afraid they get hit by a car. That's uh, just giving fear over to your kid to be afraid of things that they should not be afraid of. So in the future, they're going to be so afraid of anything if you overprotect someone. So it's really important that also um, uh, babies learn to give and receive more. And most importantly, they learn to set healthy boundaries. And I think this is key in the attachment styles. Because when you have a healthy sense of self, you know when to say, hey, I, di I didn't like that thing that you told me. This is enough. This is way where I draw the line. Because I know the things that I deserve and that I deserve to be treated with respect and that you did something to me that was not respect for me. So I know how to tell you no. But this happens in secure attachment styles. When you had any other kind of attachment styles, you are so afraid to, to abandonment. You are so afraid of um, being rejected that you prefer to be mistreated than abandoned. So this is the that this is what I said that I think boundaries are key here. Yeah, that's that's very, very true. It's really important to know in life what you can handle and what you can't handle. And also confirming to yourself why you really know you can't handle it. It's not a matter of you seeing, as you mentioned before, about responding and then reacting. There's a difference between responding and reacting and Once you really know your boundaries, then you know when to respond and you know when to react. And your reaction doesn't have to be maybe vile or rude, but you need to know that you need to react because honestly, no one deserves to go through mental health issues. And I'm attachment styles is something that I've never heard of, never learned. And but it's definitely going to stick with me for really, I mean, for the rest of my life. And I think everyone who's going to listen to this, maybe they've never heard of attachment styles either, but they're also going to be going these many things make sense about my relationship with people or how I should treat my children or how my children should treat me or how just knowing those boundaries because there have to be boundaries in life that's why we have laws that's why you have borders that's why you have everything that exists is there's always a boundary to when and how something should happen but there also has to be the human understanding and interaction of I guess when these boundaries are where they are and when they should exist This was it for the first part of this episode on May Mental Health Awareness Month on Attachment Styles.